0: G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Break Heading into round 13, the first major buy round of the season Arguably the biggest round of the year Brought to you by Bloke in a Bar Make sure you go out and grab yourself a case of beer this weekend The Beer of Supercoach And of course, Blue Wealth Property Who uh, obviously in the rugby league world We've got a pretty pretty big event next week State of Origin Game 1 on the Wednesday night But uh, in between that We've got a little Blue Wealth sandwich just quietly A couple of events which I'll uh, throw to my... Co-host, 5'8", vice-captain, bench warmer Timmy Williams. Welcome.
1: Good to be along, mate. Yeah, I, I love I love the major bye weeks. Firstly, because you've been planning for it for a long time and you, know, you hope as an overall player that it's going to lead some green arrows next week. But I just love that because there's only five games and you've been prepping for it, every you often have a good cluster of players in every game and they mean so much to your overall yep. score. Whereas there's games you go through into a full round where you might not have any or you might have one or two, but they're 80% owned, doesn't mean much. But this week, every single player, and you get players that you haven't played in your team like Jared Croker or Josh Schuster. It's just fun.
0: Oh, Mate, it's unreal. And you said, obviously, you've got a few players in each game that you know you might not normally play, but they mean so much to you. And then the opportunity for pods this week... Hmm. It's massive. We're going to talk about a few
1: biggies. Yeah, like if Phoenix Crossland gets a try this this week, it's going to be probably the best moment of my year. Right up there with it. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Big if, but uh, Blue Elf Property, mate. So two events coming up this week. Tuesday, 30th of May, next week, I suppose. uh, Sydney Olympic Park Wealth Through Property event. That is at 6.30pm on Tuesday, the 30th of May. There is also one on the 1st of June at 6.30pm at the Hilton Hotel In Sydney. So, mate, if you cannot get to it, there is also a webinar that can be accessed. So, we've got the link in the YouTube description. You can reach out to us and get it via. SC Playbook via Rugby League Guru. Uh, we've had heaps of people linking up to these events and the feedback's been outstanding. I know Tony and the team have been very happy with it all and very happy to work with uh, the Beers and breakevens Faithful. So, yeah, get along to those two events and learn about Wealth Through Property. Will not regret it.
0: Mate, those three days, that, that could be one of the biggest uh, Larry Emders of all time. You go Wealth Through Property Tuesday night, mm. 6.30pm, State of Origin Wednesday night, then Thursday Wealth Through Property again at uh, the Hilton Hotel Sydney. Could be worse.
1: Yeah, look, not too bad. Is it uh, Tony and mort uh, they'll be sore after those three days, won't they?
0: Mate, and shout out to uh, the great Tony. He uh, he took part in the Bulldogs golf day and he won the bloody thing. Did he really? Yeah, can you believe it? His yeah. staff kept telling me that he takes every second day off to go play golf. So so he should be winning it. But
1: uh, oh, yeah, It, it must have been. A, it was definitely a handicapped event. He's playing off 36, Tony. Actually, I think they increased the handicaps to 41 a few years back. So Tony might be off 41 and cleaned off that, but... Mate, when you play handicapped, it's 11-level play, playing field. So. He
0: got one of the coolest jackets for it I've ever seen. Oh. Royal blue, the old doggy symbol. It's, uh, it's unreal. So shout-out to Tony. Um, couldn't win a fucking shit in Supercoach, but you're getting it done on the golf course. So well done to you, mate. To be honest,
1: I'd prefer win on the golf course than Supercoach as well. So I'll I'd rather that. you win on the golf course than in Supercoach. <laughs> but, uh,
0: yeah, can't win them all. Uh, speaking
1: of, you've got my trophy. Hurts. Yeah, got it and, mate, it's, it's been concreted at the table after the amount I beat you by on the weekend. Yeah, it
0: was, uh, calling it a landslide would be complimentary to me, I
1: think. What was, what's, uh, your, what's your saying about when you get me by 20 points one week, what happens the week after? You poke uh, You normally
0: get me by 100, instead this week you got me by about 1,000. So, yeah. yeah, it was a good old-fashioned rugby league fisting, which was yeah. great to enjoy.
1: 1,381 for the stallions, so really, real good week. Very happy with it, up into... 3,026 overall. I've got full squad of 13 playing this week, active players. So getting there, mate, on the uh, on a bit of a charge. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy for you. <laughs> uh,
0: 1,191 for me. And if I wouldn't have taken your advice of playing Buller, I might have gone sub a 1,000. So that was who, nice. Who did you want to play instead of Buller? Ah, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> we just get the show over and done with, please? <laughs> 18,634, drop 2,000 spots. Really hoping, mate, I can make some ground up this week. I, I think you're going to make massive ground. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you get into the top 1,000 this week, but I'm hoping for myself I can make
1: it respectful. Well, yeah, your absolutely. numbers are great this week.
0: Numbers are looking good. Mm. Planned well for it. I am taking a huge gamble, which we'll talk about very soon. I'm pretty much putting my... He's been in Tyson Gamble. <laughs> not far off <laughs> uh we'll talk about that very soon um but yeah i am uh, i'm just about ready to send the trophy to the engraver to have oh, your right. name on the side and then we'll be one a piece you know just a draft guy having a go in the classic world trying to hold his own and Mate. yeah i'm planning for next year already i think w- as far w- as we go
1: w- we both know that there can be a 400-point swing in the space of two players. May or may not have happened to me last year. Not too far off this time, so that can change very quickly. Especially, it's the buy period. This is where you make your moves. And this week, I am making a big move,
0: which, as I said, we'll get to <laughs> soon. But it could, uh it'll either end our competition, I think, yeah. or it could really. Game end on. Up. So we'll see. We will see how we I'm go. Keen? What was that? I said I'm keen for it. Okay, oh, good. Glad I paused then. All (laughs) right. Um, We will now go and have a look at the top scorer from the weekend in the beers and break-evens group, which has now been closed, I believe. It's been
1: closed. I have screenshotted thousands of names. So if you end up winning Supercoach or winning the beers and break-evens group and your name isn't on my screenshots... I will call you out and you will not be the champion unlucky so this week we had Aaron the mechanic uh, he took he scored the most
0: this week one thousand five hundred and ninety two
1: it was one of one of the bigger moving rounds like in terms of scores being dispersed mm. the range of like a few thousands out there up to fifteen ninety or something that's one of the great swings in supercoach
0: and uh a shout out to Tyson, who's now the new leader in our group. Have you seen where X is now? No. Where do you reckon he's ranked in our group? Not overall, in our group. Where do you reckon uh, he's ranked? 10. Did you already know that? No. He's exactly 10. He's dropped to 10. Oh. He's dropped to 10. So remember three or four weeks ago when he was first and he was impossible to catch? Oh. He's already down to 10th. Which, I, may I add, I would give my left nut to be 10th. <laughs> <laughs> Don't X, get me wrong.
1: It certainly is a fall, well, that, so I
0: don't know where that puts him overall. Oh, I can read where that puts him overall. <laughs> Twenty two. It's
1: not bad, all things yeah. considered. To say someone's got it one before, I mean, even the buy period for of all things. But uh, yeah, mate, we we're still riding next. We hope he bounces back. But it, it it's a great show that super changes so quickly, and it's it's really difficult to get that peep through people's heads that are sitting 30,000. Like, oh, we're gone can't do anything. Honestly. One big pod play can move you up thousands of spots one week.
0: Yeah, and just having a look at X's team. Brandon Smith, Harry Grant, Payne Haas, Pafita, Preston, Cam Murray. Mm. Missing a lot this week. Fullbacks are Luttrell and Teddy. So, uh, yeah, going to be a big test for him this week. Shout out to him. Yeah, good luck, big fella. <laughs> good luck. Overly bounce back, brother. Um, all right. Yeah, so uh, The Mechanic, if you can send your details to breakevens at gmail.com, trying to get back mm. to find your name, which was, of course, Aaron. Aaron. So reach <laughs> out, mate. Um, breakevens at gmail.com will get that sorted. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, they will all be sent out. All right. Should we rip and tear into some team lists, Timmy? Get stuck in, mate. All right. Thursday Now, of course, it is the buy guys. So we have only got five games of rugby league football this weekend. Uh, a Thursday, a Friday, two Saturday, and one Sunday. So to kick off the weekend on Thursday, 7.50 coming to you from KO Stadium. That's in Redcliffe. The Dolphins, <laughs> Nick at fullback. I did not see this one coming. I think, uh, I, I mean, I'd still be stoked if I had Isako this weekend. Mm. But I really thought they'd get a shot at the one jersey. I'm, I still reckon there's a chance he does, potentially. But maybe that's just me being hopeful.
1: I opened up the NRL.com. We got the team list up yesterday and had on the the headline of the page, they always pick three players and it had Milf. And I went, yes. I'm like, Isaiah Katoa, having sold him a while back, I've gone, Katoa's not there. Yeah, Jumped in. And it was like Nick Arima to fullback, Milf and Katoa in the halves. What?
0: Yeah. Now he did play fullback for the South Sydney Rabbitohs mm. last year for a couple of games. And um wasn't pretty... Was well, not pretty at all. So very interesting one there, Isaiah Katoa, as you said, named seven, but the big one, Tafare named on the bench. Um, are you? I mean, you are you happy as a Tafare owner just to have
1: him? I guess you're happy if he's going to contribute to your thirteen. Yeah. Uh, if you've got look, at the end of the day, it's a win. It's a really weird one. It's a win because so many people for context. Adam Drew, was on the SC Playbook website last night and he's got his player ownership data. And he also had data around how many players that each team has this week. And his data said that, I think it was around about one in three of the top rank, like top 10,000 or top 10% of uh, super coaches will be short at least one player this week. That's even if they boost. That's also including players, like we'll get to them shortly, but uh, Tafade and Lockie Miller. So lots of teams are short this week. So in that sense, if you own Tafade, he, like if he plays 10 minutes off the bench, he gets 10 points. So it was 10, 10 more than you had. If you've got more than 13 and you didn't really need him, then, well, it's going to stunt that potential cash growth after his big score in his first game. So it's a weird one, but I guess it's a victory.
0: I think if you are a a Tafarayona, you are hoping and praying for an early HIA to an outside back. And if so, huge W.
1: And I don't... I don't... He could still start. So, Brenko was sort of limping a little bit late or had a bit of a niggle late in the game on the weekend against the Storm. Always does. Yeah, he always does. So, maybe he could come in there. But, I mean, even if... Let's say Katoa did drop out, and Cody went back to fullback, and Asako went to fullback. Eddie Lee probably comes in on the wing, so they'd need probably one of yeah, one of the centers to drop out. But
0: can I ask you, do you think there's a chance that Wayne Bennett just sort of puts him on through the middle?
1: I don't know. Is he? I hadn't thought about it until just now. I mean, he's a big bit of gear. I well, they've got Wallace, Nichols, and Teak, are all middles anyway, who can play decent minutes, so. Oh, probably don't need to, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, it's an odd one. Yeah,
0: it's a very... Like, if we get to the end of this weekend and he doesn't get on the field, I also wouldn't be shocked, no. to be honest with you. I think he will, but it wouldn't shock me if he doesn't it's, get on the field. Old, if everything goes right for them and it's a close game, I don't know if you...
1: And that's the... Thing, like, say they would put on a bit of a score and they got a bit of a lead. You know, he could come on for someone like Brent you and Aiken, who had had how many concerns this season, but it's just a... It's a guess. It's a guessing game. I don't know what's going to happen.
0: All right. uh, For the St. George Illawarra Dragons, uh, Bud Sullivan named at seven. Obviously, no Benny Hunt this week. Uh, The Molo boys, they both start in the front row when uh, Jack de moves back to Jersey 13. Uh, We said it last week that we want to see Jack de role under the new coach. Mm. Played 18 minutes last week, which was all good and well, but Blake Laurie got injured. So I'm still... uh, (sighs)
1: And Jack th- Bird was out as well. Yeah,
0: so we I, I don't think we know what JDB's role is just yet. Um, I still can't see him playing less than 60. I reckon 60 at absolute worst in this side. I think he's been named the skipper this week, so mm. you'd expect big minutes. Um, I do prefer him in the front row, just because he plays a little bit more of a link man sort of role when
1: playing 13, but I don't think you can go too far wrong with JDB. No, he's rock solid. I'd be very surprised if he played anything less than 60 to 65. I do think probably the 65 to 70 mark would be the norm. Like, just playing through the middle, to go through 80 each and every week, to a yeah. big ask. That being said, you know, if there is an injury and they need someone to play bigger minutes, it's him straight away. And to be fair, he's played 70 plus the last... He's played 68 plus minutes since round seven, so maybe he does <laughs> just continue. Oh, sorry, mate. No, it is right. I was looking at the score or minutes. Uh, so the minutes have been there. Six eighty three k, sixty four on the weekend in eighty minutes with fifty eight in base, rock solid. I wouldn't be paying six eighty for him, but owners, yeah, happy as.
0: Yeah, um, Friday night we have got the Paramount Eels taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. Tough week to be a North Queensland Cowboy, uh, oh. obviously coming off a drumming hurts, but coming off a drumming respectfully to the West Tigers. Tough pick, tough one.
1: Yeah, I was out at the game at Leichardt Oval and. Uh, Obviously, there's no bias towards any club. I was just biased towards my supercoach players and essentially dreamed Buller. There was a, a moment at the end of the game and Buller set up a try with about three or four minutes to go. And I ran off to the loo as soon as the ball was put down, hooting and hollering and cheering, ran to the toilet, came back, it was all very quick. And then my mate goes, who also had Buller, goes, Buller set one up. He set one up. I go, Yeah, no, mate, like I saw, I was here for you. He's done it again. (laughs) I'm like, you are kidding me. (laughs) Uh, It was a great night out at Leica, I tell you that much. So for Parramatta this week, Joe
0: Offahengau, he's obviously made the move, so he will line up in the front row for Parramatta. Matty Dory on the edge. Uh, Young bloke Luca Moretti makes his debut. Uh, Actually, coached Luca when he was a teenager. Really good kid. Very, very talented guy. He's gone the long way around, but he is finally there. But my talking point here, obviously, Ryan Madison and everything out. Hello, Jermaine Hopgood. How good? What position is Moretti? Uh, Front row, second row. I actually... um he was the first guy in 30 or 40 years or something to, in the same year, make Schoolboys League and Union. Wow. Very talented kid. Yeah, yeah. Do you
1: reckon he's going to get a shout-out after his debut when he scores the match and says, I'm here because of the guru? <laughs> well, if he remembers his time in the 14 Bs <laughs> when he got moved from the second row to centre, maybe he will. I don't know.
0: Maybe centre to the second row. Some bullshit. Anyway, um, I talk about it more than he does, I think.
1: <laughs> maybe. So, yeah, obviously, Joe Offengawi goes in there as well, but Hopgood... I mean, it's a four forward bench, three middles, plus obviously Brandon Hansel slot in at hooker, but they just, they need to win games and hop good. In now a, a pack lacking, you know, a lot of the experience that it had, he's got to play 65, doesn't he?
0: I reckon he'll go close to 80 this year. I do.
1: Yep. Especially with like Debuton on the bench and a hooker.
0: I, I think he'll go, I think he'll push close to 80.
1: Yeah. We'll we'll get to Skibs obviously a bit more later, but obviously the two of the main picks this week with Dylan Brown, Cody Walker, in the same position. If you did prefer Cody Walker, Hopgood's a really solid VC option. Like yeah, I back it. Yeah, uh, for the cows. Hey, before you move on, Matt yep. Dory. not one I'm happy to froth on, but like they've lost, and look to be. I'll state first and foremost, I'm not that keen on him, but. The reality is Sean Lane's gone for a fair while. Madison's got the calf injury. He could be gone for a while. Um, they've got lots of injuries. 283K, 2RF. Does he, is he an 80-minute man for them now?
0: Could be. but I, you look at the
1: team. There's no, there's no Edgebacker I was name
0: there. Yeah, no, fair. Um, I, I've never been a huge Dory fan. I've never overly rated him. Um, I think even when he came in at the start of the year, people...
1: Pretended like yeah. he was going a little bit better than what he was. Like he played seventy three and seventy two minutes the first two rounds for scores of thirty four and forty one with base of thirty two and forty one. So it was all in base, but I, I think you add in probably the buy next week. Uh, once you add in the buy, yeah. I don't know how you
0: could bring him. Yeah. in. If Would you
1: still got him for whatever reason, sure. If you thought like pump, but if you, if you thought like yes, and maybe a decent score this week, and then a little bit of a cash grab prior to you know Lane or Mato whoever coming back, but. It's the buy just takes away one game of cash growth for him. So, yeah, probably not.
0: Yeah, I, I and yeah, yeah I, I just don't see it personally. I'm just having a look at his... just the worst cover if he's been playing in the last few weeks. I haven't even kept track of it. Um, so, yeah, it's to be fair, he's played in the second row. Um, round six, round nine, round ten. So, what, his last game was two weeks ago? Mm. Scored a try in that, to be fair. Had a try assist as well. So, not a bad game, but I, I don't know. I just yeah. don't.
1: <coughs> probably be- better
0: options. Doesn't do it for me, yeah. Without the buy, it's a different... Slightly different conversation, but no. Um, Cowboys. Uh, Zach Labert makes his debut at centre, the younger brother of Kyle, who constantly gets picked at halfback for the PNG side. And every time he plays, we go, why doesn't he have an NRL team? Zach, I'm hearing, very talented. And I, mean, I said it on Bloke on Monday, but I believe that they're looking at him as the replacement for Peter Hiku next year. So a debutante to watch there. you got Derby on the wing as well. Benny Hampton comes into the six. Uh, 12, Lukey. Now, is that his jersey number? Is that what he scored last weekend?
1: Yeah, what, what's the count? 11 minutes, 47 seconds for, <laughs> for Lukey chat to come up. <coughs> Thankfully, we oh, reco- Here we go. Here yeah. we go. Is this the same... Here comes backflip DCE over here. Is Let's it, go. Is this the same Helam Lukey that we recorded, for the first time ever, I might add, a special podcast on Thursday because Luciano Leilua was cleared to return... In that podcast, I said Helam Lukey is not a buy because Layla was going to eat into his minutes.
0: Just take some ownership. That's all you have to do occasionally. Yeah. Uh, okay? Jackie t- Granville, named yeah, in Jersey 13. Yeah. Uh, now, when I have a look at this side Tim, the thing that stands out for me, obviously, Tal Jersey 22. I think he comes in and takes someone's spot. Um, the other one I, I think is a good chance to come in and take someone's spot is Mitch Dunn. Um, so I've had a few people that have sent me their sides that have got Jack Goslin in their sides mm. still from a few weeks ago. I reckon there's a really good chance he could lose his spot to Dunn or Tamalolo. True. So a few, there's a few dominoes to fall there still, I think. Thankfully, it's a Friday game, so you'll know reasonably early. You might even know by Thursday night. Uh, but I would be watching that space very
1: closely. there was, I'm just getting his ownership stats up now. I don't have uh, just last week data, but it would be pretty close for the goals. But there, there was enough out there who had him, wasn't there? I don't have numbers on it, but I've had a weird amount of teams sent to me this week that have him in their side. Yeah, it and- shocked me. For a period, he was actually, like, he was going all right and particularly mm. scoring okay, so it didn't look like a bad goal, and he's probably generated a bit of cash. However, this was the week you needed him to, to punch out a couple, <laughs> This was it? the one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move to the Saturday games. We've got the Warriors taking on the Broncos. Uh, for the Wars, Rocco Berry is at centre. Jackson Ford returns, but uh, Lukey Metcalf at six. Now, the, the coach... Way. My boy, very very happy to see him in there. The coach came out and said the other day that he, ex- I'm pretty sure he said he expects Tomato Martin to return after their buy. Their bye is round 16, so you will get three games of um, of Metcalf. But I don't know that five getting him getting someone into your team at 5'8 at the moment is pretty tough. But geez, I think like there's a chance that it could be a very good three weeks for him. We know how talented he is. It's a huge punt. But if you're looking to make a move somewhere, maybe. Yes. I love him and I'm not doing it. Someone yeah. out there with testicles bigger than mine, which wouldn't be overly impressive, <laughs> it's a move that you could make.
1: So he'll get round 13, 14, 15 into the buy, and then has round 19 coverage. And we think, well, he's a chance, has three games to win the spot. But obviously, Tamate coming back. I personally don't think he can win the spot. I reckon Tamate will still
0: be first choice. My prediction.
1: Based on that, I don't think he can go there then because then he goes back and probably would they carry De Walker and Metcalf on the bench, do you think? Probably. I reckon there's a
0: chance they will, yeah. yeah.
1: In which case, he becomes that bench potter. And if, even if he looks set to make big cash, he could play a 20-minute bench I role think if you're going to do
0: it, it's a three-week play as a huge pod for the next mm. three weeks if you're going to do it. Yeah. If
1: you've got trades up your sleeve,
0: might be a move you can make. As I said, I love him to bits. I'm not doing it. Yeah. But I think it's
1: worth mentioning.
0: Lack of drill position is
1: a bit of a killer as well. That would be very time. handy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's the wise Jackson Ford. If you've still got him, a little W there for you. Uh, for the Bronx... <sighs> sailor at one dean manana on the wing uh Paliosea and corey jensen start up front kobe hetherington in jersey 13. uh the bench though willison and uh pia cura who we uh, we were lucky enough to go on the bloke country tours a couple of months ago we had a, had a night on the brewskis with the great derailleo yeah and we sort of said to him mate of all the broncos the young guys up there who's the one to be the most excited about and mate without hesitation who did he say Brendan at pia Kura yeah, and was very, very high on him. So, Jarrell knows a thing or two about rugby mm. league. So, that's, I'm very excited to watch him get a good opportunity it's this It's going weekend. to be
1: good. He's played what, two games in the NRL, one game each last couple of seasons. Every chance I was around that bye period and only got a couple of minutes in both games. So, exciting.
0: Yeah, and I think that with the guys that Brisbane are losing next year, you've got Palacio <laughs> who's leaving, you've got mm. Flegler who's leaving an opportunity could pop up there for him. Definitely. So uh yeah, I'm very keen to watch him. He, he's the one that I'll be watching very closely. Anything else on that Broncos side? There's a lot of changes but nothing overly jumping yeah. out to me.
1: Broncos very little, mate, to yeah. be honest.
0: Yeah. Uh Rabbitohs, uh taking on the Raiders. I've got Rabidos versus Broncos there. So that was that was, that was good. Close. That was live YouTube. Flying, <laughs> how good. Rabbitos. it's easy to forget the Raiders that they exist. The, <laughs> the city exists. It's just the old cockatoos, how
1: good. Almost um, competition leaders, Raiders. Right? Give some respect, mate. Never.
0: For the Bunnies. Uh, oh, speaking of the Raiders, the Bunnies. Jack White in the name. Uh, Blake Tapp <laughs> at fullback. Um, we've got Campbell Graham, who has been named. Um, is this
1: one of the most <laughs> bizarre situations of all time, or what? So weird. I Pulled from Blues camp due to not being able to have full preparation and injury concerns or whatever, and then he's going to play for the Bunnies this week. I, I don't know who to believe in this. It, it, like, it
0: equally could be the Blues just being dysfunctional as yeah. per, or it equally could be South City going, well, you didn't put Cook. Fuck you. We want our centre this
1: week. Yeah. I, I don't know what to buy into here. I have no idea. And I, and I don't want to buddy no pot shots at either the Bunnies or the Blues or anyone because I'm like, I don't don't know. Don't know. Nothing makes sense. Exactly right.
0: Liam Knight in Jersey 13. Uh, We'll see the the first grade debut of Talis Duncan, Mm -hmm. of course, named after the great Gordon Talis. Talis was playing for the Roosters a couple of years ago, coming through the junior grades, absolutely folding people. Left, right, and center. Made the move over to Redfern. So congratulations to him. And just another name I want you to keep an eye on on the extended bench, Tyrone Munro. It's the first time he has been named there. I, I think he could be like a genuine star of the future, Munro. Yeah. So one to keep an eye on there. Uh, for the Raiders. Do you want to touch
1: on another name on the extended bench, mate? Who else is there? Keon Tangi. Oh, here. yes.
0: I didn't put it in my notes. Mm.
1: Yep. Yeah. So one to keep an eye out for. Look, first game back from injury. I, I don't think I could. And he's... I mean, he's a null, and if he does come back and has a good two or three weeks, he could be in that origin frame quite quickly, so especially if we get done. If he does come in,
0: though, great little anytime try scorer. Yeah. That I'll be getting on there. Uh, for the Raiders, interesting. CHN on the edge, which we anticipated. Uh, Elliot Whitehead obviously out. Hudson Young going to the origin arena. Corey Horsburgh, big red. Name The red, the edge. Edge. I, uh I didn't see this coming at all. What are your thoughts on it?
1: It wasn't that long ago, but I think no one outside of probably Raiders fans would remember this, but they actually trialled Big Red as, a, as an edge. I can't remember if it was the start of last season or the season before, and they okay. wanted to see if he could become an 80-minute edge man and do that. And when they started doing it, it was just like, even before they did it, you just go and look at the size of the bloke. Like, he's yeah. a middle, out and out middle. So he'll be fine in terms of doing it for one game with obviously Whitehead out and Hudson Young out, but... He's a middle, for starters. Supercoach-wise, I don't think it's ideal. I think he, there's every chance that he plays 80 minutes, mm. uh, which is great news. Obviously, more chance to jag, attacking stats, but like anyone who goes to an edge and middle, the work rate's going to be down. So I don't love it for him supercoach wise, but at the same time, he could pick up, probably picks up a few extra minutes, and if he can jag any sort of attacking stat, then, you know, not the worst. Yeah, I, I don't mind him <laughs> on that edge for an offload as well. Yeah.
0: Like, like, getting him against some smaller bodies. bodies up there, I reckon he will be able to pull a few offloads. But I agree. I think he's going to need a couple. Mate, did it surprise you? Like, he's been going so well at 13. You've won, what, five of your last six or six mm. of your last seven, whatever it is. Uh, I, I'm not sure
1: if it's a change I would have made. We've just got so many middles and not a lot of edges. Well, we've got a lot of edges, but yeah. our two starting edge back rolls are gone this week. So, Corey and Ira comes in, obviously. But you're between Solo, Papali'i, I mean, Taffany could play edge, but you definitely don't want to get him out of the middle. Gula, Mariota, they're all middles. So yeah, okay. something sort of had to give as far as one week goes. Like, I don't... Who else would you have played on the edge? Yeah, I just assume you yeah. would have had someone else in reserve grade or something, but... Well, I mean, the, the sort of Trey Mooney, he's not named anywhere, surprisingly. So whether he's... I don't know if you picked up an injury or something, but he's one who mm. can play an edge, but... Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, now we, we spoke about Joe Tapenay moving back to 13. Hopefully Hope for that season pick up a few more minutes. But also your bench is Starling and Nick Kotrick. So if you've held if you've still got Joe Tapenay coming into this week, I really like that.
1: Yeah, weird
0: bit of a weird bench. Um it's Ricky's good. done this before though, carrying. Yeah, yeah, he has. Like he, he was carrying James Schiller for a while last mm. year. So
1: year, yeah, good good news for Taps for sure. Had a few people asking if they thought he'd go eighty. I don't think he'll go eighty, but that sixty to sixty-five looks a lot more look a lot safer, I should say. So yeah, good news. Uh, And on Peru watch. Jersey
0: 18. <laughs> when, when he gets on, you're going to hear all about it, let me tell you. All right, let's move to Sunday afternoon footy. We've got the 1997 grand final replay of the <laughs> Newcastle Knights taking on the Manly Seagulls for the Knights. KP moved back to the fullback jersey. Tyson Gamble responsibly comes into six. Uh, Adam Elliott into jersey 13. Miller into the 14. Um, if you're a Miller owner, unlucky for starters. Oh. I would be trading him, and if you don't trade him and you get to game day and a little fella by the name of Kurt Mann comes from the extended to Jersey 14, you're going to be absolutely kicking yourself.
1: (sighs) I kind of hope it happens. What an awkward situation. Firstly, I I genuinely feel sorry for Miller owners because he doesn't deserve this. He's a victim of what... In reality, it was a poor decision to put KP to 5.8 in the first place. Yep. And then owners who, like, just on top of it, he's actually had a few poor supercoach scoring weeks after killing it all season. So he's lost, he's back to almost his starting value, but 20K off it. So it's a weird one because break even 87, I would suggest just hold and take whatever points you can get for you in round 13. But you're right. I think... With Kurt Mann on the extended bench, he probably comes in and is the 14 and Miller drops out. In which case, you've got Miller, and then he's on the buy next week as well. Mm -hmm. You've got 613k there in this week that for a bloke you're going to trade anyway. So it's just so shit because let's say he does stay on the bench come game day. there's a HIA five minutes into the game, he comes in and you've got a gun available against a depleted manly side playing fullback or 5'8 or wherever it might be. So, mate, I'm glad I'm not in the position, but... I suppose oh, if you can keep your trades flexible and, and because he's worth so much, you might not be able to, but if you can wait until like 4 p.m. Saturday when the, the 24-hour cutoff comes and they cut players from the extended bench, so it'll be pre-Warriors-Broncos game. If there's still Kurt Man on the extended bench, I'd be selling, but if he was to drop off, I'd probably just hold him and, and dr- cop a price loss.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the other thing is that I feel so sorry for people that owned Lockie Miller. Is I think most of us said in the preseason, don't think he's the play. Mm. Don't think it's going to work out. And he was tremendous. Before KP came back full time a few weeks ago, he was averaging 74. Yeah. So for you, Lockie Miller owners, fuck, I feel sorry they, for
1: you. Look, you've had a good run with him and he scored really well for you, and you, you certainly come out the better side. But in this all important round 13, you don't get him. It's like, you know. You, you Miller owners who, particularly the ones who started with him, yeah. not so much the ones who jumped on, but the ones who uh, started with him, they they deserved him this week. 100%. And
0: I think if this happened in round 11, you'd be like, oh, okay, I can yeah. wear it. We had a good run. <laughs> this week. But in round 13, <laughs> stinger. Okay, for the Manly Seagulls, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. KO Weeks at fullback.
1: Why isn't Ruben there? I don't know. Like, we saw the Weeks playing fullback a few weeks ago. And nice. they just didn't look very good. Yeah. And Garrick's been so good at fullback. It's terrible terrible for supercoach as well. He's owned by like 80% plus of the top-ranked coaches, so it's not a major dagger. But I think the week, one or two that weeks, did play fullback. Garrick didn't score very well at all on the wing. Garrick on the wing is amazing when Tommy Turbo's there feeding yeah. him. But this week, really was, was hoping that Garrick would be fullback. And with the buy next week, I think... Garrick is probably not a buy this week all of a sudden. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. If he was playing fullback... I'd probably buy it Yeah, still. different combo. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, Joshy Schuster at six. Um, eight minutes to forget and 72 minutes to never forget mm. last weekend. Incredible what he can... Well, incredible what he can't do at times, but then what he can do just blows you
1: away, doesn't it? Isn't he just like one of the all-time great supercoach enigmas? Oh. Like... He could score 8 for us. He could score 72 for us this week. He could score 172. Nothing would surprise me with him. He's, he's in form. He's back in the team when it counts. Round 13, this is, I mean, one of the many reasons we bought him for. But if nothing else and he does come out and score 8, at least he's got some cash gen there. Oh,
0: mate. I, I genuinely, after 10 minutes, I was texting a mate. And he said, do you reckon he will get hooked here? I said, I reckon there's a chance he will. I genuinely do. And then... He just exploded. He is such a rare talent, yeah. It's incredible. What do you reckon his base
1: was last week? About nine. Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen in base. That's so, wild. so here's the question and, and I put it to the playbook panel last night. If you're a non-owner, <laughs> do you buy him? Because we were like, we <laughs> sat there and laughed when I don't want to answer this question because oh. it'll be wrong. I'd
0: probably get out the Magic 8 ball and see yeah. what it says. I, I have no idea. I've got him. I'm stoked i got him. Whatever. If I didn't have him, though, I think I'd be
1: happy just to let it ride. It's a game that I'm not expecting Manly to win. I think that's a big factor. Yeah. I, because they're missing so many players and key forwards, Knight to all of a sudden have Saifidi and Ponga and Gagai in Newcastle. I expect Nui to probably do a bit of a job on them. So it's just really going to limit him. A lot of his points came off the back of him dishing to Turbo, who carved up and strolled through. So no, no comment on buy or no buy. Yeah. And I mean, you also, like,
0: as you said, a lot of it came, you know, given the ball to Turbo, who's not there. But just so much of manly structure comes from DC and Jerbo who are yeah. also not there. So, and I know there's the argument, DC is not there, so Schuster will get all the ball in the world. But if it's not good ball. It doesn't matter. What does it matter? So I wouldn't be buying him. I'm happy to play him this week. I'm happy to play Phoenix Crosslands. I'm going to be stoked to play Josh Schuster. Yeah, yeah, John's at seven. Kepi at 13, but the one we want to talk about is Samuela Fainu. Um, I looked at... He was available in my draft comp last night. I had a quick look at him. Didn't really think too much of it. We had a look at his New South Wales Cup stats this morning. He's played 80 minutes there in just about every single game this season. And looking at the numbers would have scored between 40 and about 55. So I've actually made the decision. It sucks he's only front row forward, but I'd like to think that he'd get 2RF in round 18, which could be very handy to have.
1: Does suck that he's only front row forward, but I'm very glad it's front row forward and not 2RF because front row forward is the problem position. So when he got named, I went, I was sort of thinking probably going to bully more on the edge, but we've got Burbo out long-term, Gerbo out long-term, Kelma Tulungi out for... Another five, four weeks. Yep. Yeah. So the spot is there. He obviously hasn't won it on merit because he's what played two games of limited minutes this season. But he's been given a the nod there. You've got Pulley Moore and Condon who could come on on the edge. But the fact that he is literally bottom dollar playing his third game. So price rises in coming. Yeah. <sighs> looks pretty good play to me yeah uh,
0: and just on, like uh, just add another layer to it you obviously short saw what josh schuster was capable of doing last week if he's able to have a few good weeks he'll be on that edge with him they're good mates they're under the same management so
1: he's a buy for me i think so and look i shouldn't say worst case scenario but let's say the minutes aren't great and he let's say he plays 50 or 60 this week which you'd hope he would as a starting back roller. Gets some half-decent points this week. Hopefully jugs some sort of attacking stats and plays one or two more games there. Gets his jewel later on. Doesn't really make a lot of cash for you. Drops off the scene. He becomes the duel, hopefully, front row forward, second row forward enough. He frees up cash for you. scores okay this week. I think that's probably worst-case scenario. Actually, I'll tell you what worst-case scenario is being the Sunday afternoon game he gets benched yeah yeah that's and the the one thing is Siege has been really good this season with naming his team and sticking to it yeah. he doesn't hasn't been really changing come game day which is encouraging but that's that's probably the concern if he gets
0: benched jeez I'd be tempted to go to um, Adam Elliott straight away
1: Adam Elliott I'll tell you the other one Ethan Bullimore yeah. 443K. If he gets benched, probably for Bullymore. Could be Condon, but probably Bullymore. Because both those teams had the bye the week after, don't they? Newcastle yeah. and Manly. Yeah. Bullymore, 443K, break-even of five, 84 points last week in 59 minutes. He had 58 in base in that time. Week four forty seven points with 47 in base, 53 minutes. So that's an option too. That being said, if you've made your trades and Finu was one of them, he's freed up your cash for you out of the trade. So you'd have to have a good 240k spare to do it.
0: Just a little sum too from Mineral Physio, Ryan Madison expected to miss four weeks after suffering a calf injury in round 12. So sell month. Yep, sell. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, it will be very interesting come Sunday um, if worst case scenario happens all round. it will be wild because people have no choice, but just just sit and watch. Yeah. Whether it be Miller, whether it be Finu, whoever <laughs> yeah. the hell it might be.
1: The game uh, with uncertainty around it is, I mean, a few of them do, but is the one, the last of the round. So. Yeah. But
0: re- yeah, regardless,
1: yeah. I, I think I like Finu.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm going to get him this week, yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, look, if you replace Moali or Pele, does much change? No. No. Yeah, exactly right. You're not in a worse yeah.
0: spot, I don't think. Um, in fact, I'll be shocked if you're in a worse spot. Yeah. You have to be in a better, Surely. Surely.
1: Over the next 12 months, an estimated 60% of all fixed rate mortgages are going to expire. Absolute madness. I've had a chat with Pat and George about this in detail. They've told me that a lot of their clients still have a rate with a one or two in front of it. The average rate is now 5%. So what does this mean? Basically, that for a lot of people, their mortgage repayments are about to increase on average by an extra $737 a month. That's a lot of extra money to have to find in your budget. If you haven't had a look at when your fixed rate expires, or if you're worried about when it does, give the experts Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW a call so they can get you on the best rate possible and keep more money in your pockets to put less stress on your finances. You'll save yourself 129 bucks on a free consult because you're an SC Playbook listener. So mention SC Playbook when you get in contact. To do so, flick them a message on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice or give them a buzz on 029521 1611.
0: Um, all right, now, mate, before we do get into your t- deep dive, I um obviously you have put... A landslide of points on me in the last few weeks. And I've got desperate. I'm making a big move this week. Mm. I'm gonna captain my five eight. Who do you reckon?
1: Dill Bags, that wouldn't be a surprise. So that couldn't be a big player, I don't think. Benching
0: Dillbags. bags. It is not Dylan bags. Brown. Paying up for Cody. I am not paying up for Cody. I traded him in draft this week and I'm not buying him. This week, I'm making a big play to try and catch you. Yuck, I know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to buy the great Kalen Ponga, and I'm going to skip for him. Oh. I know he's got to buy next week. I'm well aware of it. I'm making a play this week. I'm going
1: all chips in. What could go wrong? Everything.
0: <laughs> what could go right? Little, but I'm hoping
1: for it. I like it as a one-week play. Yeah. I think following the origin snub... He gets a depleted manly side in Newcastle. I think he's back at fullback, which to me I know he's had a lot of concussions there, but I think it alleviates a lot of the concussion risk.
0: I'm just going to add a quick <clears> asterisk <throat> to it. If he's goal kicking, I'm bringing KP in and captaining him. So we need to find that out, which I'm hoping to uh, okay. find out over the next few days. Yep. If he's not goal kicking, I probably won't do it. But if he's goal kicking, I am 100. percent You still bring him it. in though? Yeah. Uh I don't know. I'll see. Yeah. If I'm bringing him in because it's a one-week thing, I'm captaining him, I'm going all fucking in, but he needs to be goal-kicking. So
1: hopefully we'll be able to find that out. And, and what, what makes it so savage is that he has to be the last game of the round so you can't get the free VC crack at him. Yeah. Oh. It also means that I miss out on Dill Brown as a VC. And it, it, wouldn't it just be poetic
0: that he kind of ruined your season last year and, he and he's going to make or break yours. Line. Yeah. I love that.
1: I think he goes ham. I really do. You know... If he gets concast, that's a risk you know you're taking, and there's nothing that's certainly out of our control in terms of predictions. But if he plays and gets through eighty, I think he goes nuts.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: we'll just have to wrap up
0: the show because I've got to drive to Newcastle and watch who's goal kicking <laughs> training this week. Um, all right, Timmy's deep dive. Getting rid of dead wood. I've been yeah. trying to get rid of my dead wood on this podcast for quite some time, but I just I just can't get rid of you. Every time you're you like try- that rash,
1: I've never been able to. Yeah. Every time you try to do it, you remember that I'm carrying you and you can't do it. <laughs> Whose names on that. Track. <laughs> Go. Start stuff. So the deep dive is, uh, again, not a long one, but sort of like looking at, at my side and I said at the start of the year, and I said that every single year it's I start slow and start making moves and sort of make the moves, and particularly when we get towards the buy period, but even before then and up to 3,000 now. And I thought I often drop the line of saying I play the long game. Now, a big part of playing the long game is getting rid of dead wood in your team and and building a squad of 25 strong players rather than the short game is eking every bit of money you can out of trades and getting 17 guns in your team, which is great. And it works short term, but long term, when we talk about cash generation and building squad value, which we do often, and I've spoken about that before in the deep dive, but... It's having good players to plug in during the origin period during the buy period. so what I'm getting at is in the the long way around when I make my trades, if I need to spend an extra hundred k or should I say an extra hundred k that I could make on a trade i will I will cut that if it means I can hold a stronger player in my squad so an mm. example this week would be Let's say you've got Max King and Stefano Udicamanu. Let's even scrap Stefano the fact he scored triangle and eighty idiot on the weekend if you're still plotting away at 400k. Now, there's about 100k difference in Max King and Stefano. Who do you want in your team long-term? Max King by country mile right? rather than Stefano, as good as he was last week. So there, unless it was really going to make or break my trades and allow me to get in and out and out gun because I really need that 100k... I'd cop a bit of a loss and I'd get rid of Stefano to be able to hold on to Max King, even if it meant not having that extra 100K to play with, just because we get to next week or the week after and all of a I've got Max King as a player there instead of Stefano or It might be around 24 and I've got Max King instead of Stefano, who's a bloke I can confidently play in my side and 100K at the time, but I can lock Max King for, say, 55 to 60 points. Stefano, he could get you anywhere from 30 to 50 to... Yeah. And that's tied into CT Dubs. Two weeks ago, I've now actually sold Taruva and Alamotti, but I had that decision with, that exact circumstance with Taruva and Alamotti. And I could have made a slightly better trade um, by getting rid of Taruva and holding Alamotti, but I went, no, I don't want Alamotti in my side. Taruva, I thought at the time, this is a bloke who I'm pretty happy to plug and play when needed and more of a long-term prospect. So I cost myself a slightly better trade and got rid of Alamotti and held on to Taruva. So basically when you just put yourself in that, that situation, it's not always about the money and that slightly bit of extra cash. That all makes sense.
0: It did make sense. We just had a very cute dog walk past the studio that distracted us. That was very good, Timmy. Did you I think catch I heard any the first them? half.
1: That was good. Yeah, normally you've got some good follow-up questions to my deep dive, but I can't imagine after that little pup walk past that, you, yeah. Ah, no, very cute pup. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get stuck
0: into our stats deep dive for this week. Um, first guy you're going to talk about is a guy that's been snubbed from the Origin Arena, pick and stick my ass,
1: Queensland. Dane They're
0: Gagai. They're kidding themselves, aren't yeah. they? Pick and flick. Please. Tell us about gags. Dane Gagai. guy.
1: Talk about flying under the radar this season. Oh. He's 712K. Why, you might ask? He's averaging 71 points. <laughs> you know the best thing about it? Have you looked into him? Is this news to you?
0: I, I, so, someone mentioned... I, I think I played him in draft two. I ago and someone mentioned him in. I went, mm. what? And then I had
1: a quick look at it, yeah. but it hit me with numbers. He's basing 40 at <laughs> centre, which is astronomical. You've heard, you you know heard how many tries he scored this season? No, how many? Two. Two, yeah. He's breaking a stack of tackles, though, isn't he? Yeah. And, like, obviously the work rate's there, busting tackles. Decent amount of tries is but... So, look, for a bloke... I like his
0: team's going insane, too. Team's like.
1: not going insane. He's... Yeah, it's a 712K. I'm not paying up for him. I'm really happy with well, my CTWs this week. I don't really need him. And, like, he's done it for two or three seasons now. Where he's been really good. mm I mean, as far as pod plays go, he's owned by like 1% or 2% or something. And he's just got to kick up the arse too. Yeah. Yeah, so point to prove, to play to Manly. Oh. If, if you've had him for a while now, he'd be
0: absolutely stoked. Obviously, another guy comes into a buy next week and whatnot, but scary. Mm. Uh, Connolly Lemuelu, one of my favourite players this season. I haven't mm. owned him in class. You've got him in draft. I, I just love watching this guy play. What do you got for me? So
1: last week when, when Leilua was cleared, I put the Sharpie through Lukey and I needed to find another buy. And I could have got it at... Uh, should have put the Sharpie through him on Wednesday. Should have. <laughs> had looking at players generally through 2 RF or CT Dub and, and I fell on Canelli Lemuelu, who I did end up bringing in, scored 50 points. I was like, you know, not the best, but solid enough. A month ago on the podcast, when he sort of became probably more relevant for the first time, having locked in the 80-minute role, I was a bit sceptical of his, his base stats and just his runs per game. I didn't want him to be the Jeremiah Ninaya type, you know, having seven or eight runs a game. He was doing a bit more than that, but not a lot. In three of his last four games, he's really up that, and he's based 50 points in three of his last four games. So adding that to, I know this is last week now, but he had a negative break even last week. So went up 54K, which is balanced out now, flatlined. That with his attacking upside runs one of the best lines in the game. I end up bringing him in and I think he remains a good buy this week. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, that's fair shout. And yeah, you're right. He has upped that base. Not, not a stack realistically, but he's mm. upped at that seven, eight points a week which makes a big difference. It's a fair bit. Yeah. 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 It's a good whack. So, and I think he's, I, there, there was rumours a couple of weeks ago that he might make the move out to centre. I, ju- I, I just can't see it. I think he's been too good there. Mm. I think with Tafare there, I, I think they've, they've just got enough depth in the centres. I think they like Brom through the middle as well. Uh, I, I can't see him moving out of that spot. So mm. I think he would have, geez, I remember when, when we were in Cairns, what was that, round four? We, we had a conversation about yeah. him we sort of said next week's probably the week to get him neither of us did if you got him then fuck, he's done good for you
1: well I, yeah i was at the time still a hardcore dolphins denier but at some point, yeah. Were you? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah think, right. I think so. Was it Dolphins or was it Tigers? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so just because of that, I was so like blinded by... I like, think Dolphins can't keep this up. So I was I was so hesitant and like reluctant to invest in any of their players. I'm just like, Lemuelu, star. But yeah. yeah, so anyone who jumped on early, they'd be licking their lips. Yeah,
0: I, I agree with you. I still don't think it's a bad trade this week at all. I think mm. it's a good one. Uh, Tohu Harris, who you're very, very excited about?
1: I am. Yep. So... Injury history, uh, injury risk is obviously always the concern with him. He does look sometimes like he's playing on one leg, but still plays really well on one leg. So get this. In five games this season that haven't been injury affected, there was a a 62-minute game that I don't know if there was any injury impact on that, but it was his first game back in three or four games from an injury. Mm. So I have excluded that for the record. But in his five standalone games where he hasn't been injury affected, He has averaged 68.2 in base, which is enormous. Yeah. You add in the fact that his ball playing has gone to a new level this year, his little combination there with the tip on at the line to Fenua Blake, which has seen Fenua Blake score a few tries, dual position, two-hour front row forward, break even 17. He's at a very affordable rate, I think tick over 600K. The fact that he's at, and I speak about him in such a different light this year to last year, because in previous years, he was only available at 2RF, and I'm like, there are so many gun and high outside 2RFs he's competing against. At front row forward, I'm like, he just looks the go. Yeah, and,
0: you know, obviously the beauty of Toyo Harris as well. He's a Kiwi, so he's not going to be missing out during yeah. Origin and or whatnot. They've got a buy-in around 16, but you'll still get three solid games out of him. And of all the three major buy-ins around 16, not the most daunting, so. Yeah, yeah no, I, I like the move Toyo Harris. Uh, Jack Bird, uh, missed last week, didn't he? He did.
1: It was a laid out. Back in this week? I think they might have had a five-day turnaround or a pretty short turnaround, and they, they rest him with a niggle of some sort. Now, on Bird, I just wanted to want to make the point, because I do, and like yourself as well, but I go pretty hard on going to CT dubs and even probably to a lesser degree, two RFs with high ceilings. And I'm a firm believer in chasing the high ceiling, but it's not all about high ceilings because... Jack Bird this season has one score under 50. He's got a high score of 80. He's averaging about 61. So, look, especially when we're talking about buy coverage, you can put in a guy who might average 65 to 70, largely in base stats because they're a big work rate, 2RF sort of thing, or it might even be centre. So, look, I'm not keen on Bird, but one score under 50 all season, dual 2RF CT dub, you throw in Lemuelu, Tyrone Peachy, anyone who did jump on Ben Trebojevic last week, or these dual positions, pretty solid.
0: They're very solid. It's hard yeah. to argue with Jack
1: Bird. Yeah. My, my gut says no. Yeah. But the numbers are the numbers. Numbers for a really good sample
0: size now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next guy, Kawatu, Uh Do we, do we, do we want to skip this? I just, I don't know if there's much point talking about my number one pod play that I don't want anyone yeah, well, to Yeah, well, this
1: is where I'm really keen to get your thoughts. And that's why I threw him in because last week, we spoke about Ola Kowato and he's been a super coach to RF Gun of the past. This year, he'd been okay, but I spoke to you about it, and I don't know if it was you playing one of your shit little games, but you were saying how you were, I can't remember if this was before or after Origin Selections, but you were look. It would have been on Monday? It was before. Before, and you yep. were saying you were looking at selling him. And I thought, oh, you know, with potential Round 13 looming, and, and I, was, I didn't sort of think too much about it, but thought, you know, maybe premature. And obviously having Mr. Origin selection, named play this week, I thought, well, where does he sit as a pod play? And his numbers are pretty good. He's only averaging 60 and there's been five tries, but basing 42, not the best. Base has never been his best, but because he's a tackle buster and an offloader, it's sort of that power base lifts quite substantially. So prior to last week's score, he had a season low of 34 points. He hadn't scored, sorry, last week's, Season low was thirty four points. Prior to that, he hadn't scored below fifty one, so he hadn't had the high ceilings that we've sort of seen in the past with him, where he can crack tons. But pretty consistent scoring.
0: Yeah, I, I will just point out that you know you have a look at the average um, six point average is all good and well. In the first four weeks, he scored four tries,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, and he didn't he didn't go above seventy five in any of those games. There was a game where he scored two tries and he and he got 60. I, I, I just don't think he's quite the guy that he was. Last few weeks have been solid, don't get me wrong. 80, 66, 66, 54. Got a 34 last week. My big worry and part of, I don't know if, if I got to talking about this with you, but my big worry is that during the origin period, DCE won't be there. That yeah, doesn't help. That's my big concern with him. Um, and last week, he just looked to be an absolute shell of himself to me. Uh, and that was 80 minutes, 26 base starts. And that was him playing for an origin jersey. I I, I think he's carrying an injury. I, I don't think he's all sweet. I'm obviously going to hold him for this week. Yeah. He's a great pod to have and everything. Uh, but if he puts out 40 points, I will not be shocked in the slightest this week.
1: Yeah. And that's all fair. I will say on the rounds three, four, five, he scored four tries in three games, one line break. So yep. uh, without... Completely saying what I've said the last few weeks on it. Tries off kicks. Yep. So you're not getting the line break. You're not getting the tackle bus. You're not even getting the run. Basically, it's cut in half. So scoring tries, but off kicks, which is a big difference.
0: Which is more so to my point he's not the guy. Yeah, who was yeah. Last
1: also, year. also there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that that's been my concern. I'm more than happy to have him this week. Yeah. Uh, and people think I'm trying to throw him off the scent. I'm not. I wouldn't. There's not a hope in hell I'd be buying him this week. Yep. No way. Especially with the buy next week, the buy
1: next week's the dagger.
0: Even if he didn't have the buy next week, I wouldn't be buying him. Yeah,
1: and and he doesn't look himself. And, and while we talk about you know maybe wanting to buy Finu this week, the difference is you don't want to play Finu anywhere. as Ola. you bring in as a gun to RF, and then you're missing a gun next week. So yeah, it's a big difference. Exactly.
0: I'm very very confident I'll be selling him next week. Olikowatu. Um I'm so excited for this next one. Yeah, I'm. I actually I, I made a trade this week in draft, and I got this fella in, and he was sort of the last <laughs> selection of it, which no one spoke about, but. I'm a little bit excited about him because <laughs> our. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll just throw it straight to you. You can get stuck into it. Katoni Stags hit
1: us. I can't believe we're here again.
0: Welcome home, Daddy.
1: Katoni Stags this week is three hundred and ninety-eight k. Like, what would you would you say a cheapie's sub three fifty, maybe sub three thirty? Yeah. Katoni Stags is almost a cheapie. <clears throat> I, I, I'm like. His numbers are so perplexing and I had a really good dive into them yesterday because I was just like, this shit just doesn't add up. He's averaged 46 this season, despite scoring seven tries, but he has aver- he's basing 29, which is pretty good for a center. Like that's pretty solid stats. So put it this way, 29 in base. If you had a try off a kick to that, 17 points, there's your 46. There's his season average, he scored seven tries. So I'm like, what's, what's different? So I went through it. He's had two line breaks and one line break assist this season. Yeah. So much like Ola, lots of tries off kicks. So Staggs is famous in Supercoach for... Off kicks or intercepts as well. He's t- he's intercepts. He's had a few intercepts, yeah. Staggs is famous in Supercoach for low work rate. He might have seven, eight runs a game, but one of those runs he will bust through four blokes line break try and it'll be like a 35 40 point play yep he hasn't been doing that it's just been tries off yeah kicks or intercepts so the reality is he's playing in a red hot broncos team he is as cheap as you'll probably ever get he's actually having a crack in terms of runs per game yeah am i as you (laughs) said am i sick His base stat average this year has been
0: 29. The last four weeks, his base stats have been 40, 29, 29, 33. So his average for the season has been his lowest in the last month for base stats. I I don't know how he's not scoring more points with how talented this guy is. I don't know either. The the only other thing that I would say about Catoni is that in the next
1: seven games, he does have two buys. He does, but... So, yeah, players, the rounds extend around end-buyers, so buy coverage isn't great. But, look, he's not a bloke that I would be bringing in to play in my team. Yep. I'd be bringing him in going, he strings two of those tonne games together, which, you know, I remember last year I owned him and he turned up against Penrith and the Roosters, both away from home, I believe. And he looked like a reserve grader the four weeks before that. Yep. So I'm like, I would buy him as a key number this week, It'd free up cash for trades elsewhere... And then from there, I I wouldn't play him in my team. Yeah. yeah. Plays the Warriors
0: this week. Sharks a points bet, which you wouldn't play him for. Then he's got Newcastle at Suncorp Mm. into a bye into the Gold Coast at Suncorp as well. I wouldn't be surprised if those
1: are the two games that he is able to... Into the Dolphins, bye, into the (laughs) Bulldogs. Bulldogs. So that's... I'm like... I'm not buying him to play him, obviously playing around 13. I'd be buying him as a, essentially a cash grab, not a quick cash grab, but a bloke that I can see being 550k with a couple of big games under his belt. Yeah. Who, if I had to play him, wouldn't be happy about it, but I mean, he's not a dud CT dub, I don't think. At the moment, he's not. Not at all. Last two weeks without
0: a try, 47 41, if you had to wear that.
1: Yeah. I mean, recent, and, that, and that's against
0: Melbourne, Storm, Penrith.
1: Recent years averages 49. In 2022, okay, 2021, 62, 2020, 59. Uh, and he had injuries in in those years as well, which limited minutes a bit. So I just, it doesn't seem mad.
0: Over the next eight weeks, I would be happy to play him in the Warriors, Newcastle, Gold Coast, mm. Bulldogs, potentially the Dolphins game as well.
1: Hopefully be getting him to five to 550K by end of the buy period. And then you flip him after the Dogs game. not say i'm doing it it's not for me but i don't i don't think i'll all. do it either but there's
0: there's merit there's heaps worse moves to yeah. make and they rhyme with shirel sloan um <laughs> all right <laughs> let's get into sit v start this week mate uh, I, I mean it's a bit of a weird one this week isn't it you sort of There's no sit v start you're just there? playing everyone yeah. you
1: possibly can last week's pod plan and to be fair i didn't actually cross my mind until just then but you play everyone you've got. Now,
0: I'm going to ask you a question that could give Panadol
1: a headache. The loophole this week. I don't. Oh, Why'd you bring it up? I, I, I couldn't not You, bring it you up. chat it. Don't even ask me. You just chat well, it. Well,
0: my question is that obviously this week you pick your 17, including four reserves, your best 13 count. So if you have 17 players, regardless of whether they are your fullback or your reserve, the best scorers will count for you. My question is, is that if you have 15 players, for example, and I VC Dil Brown, he kills it. He won't because Caelan Ponga is going to score 200. But if Dil Brown was to kill it at VC and I was to captain a non-playing player, do does the non-playing player count as one of my 13? The obvious answer is no. But From what I know of Supercoach, it's never obvious and it's never that easy and I, I find it weird that no one's come out and told us exactly what it is yet. I think it's a Concerning. question that people have been asking for a few weeks now. How's it going to work? I think that Supercoach aren't sure themselves how it's going to work out. And I think we're just going to find out when it happens. So
1: I suppose firstly, if you are, if you do get it, if you do get the VC loop and you want to use it, you would still have to drop a player to outside your 17 for them to come in as the AE? No, you would have to drop them to your reserves,
0: depending on how many players you've got.
1: Outside your 17?
0: What? No, you'd you drop them to your reserves. Because you, the player you're going to captain has to come into your starting team, obviously. So whoever the player is that you're dropping out of your team, if they were going to score points, they'd go to your reserves. Yeah.
1: I said I just I did want you to ask me. I'm said. No, I know you did. That's why yeah, I to, did. To, to define, um, yeah, it, never a greater example of would give Pandol headache. Yes, one hundred percent. It and and look, with my head. I, I think as well. We're making
0: it out sound it's going to be a train wreck. Realistically, yeah, yeah. if worst case scenario happens, you might get a zero instead of your lowest scorer, which could be Seven. an Isaiah Cartela stepping up yeah. with a six. So I reckon at max, it might cost you an absolute twenty points. But just keep it in mind when you are doing your VC loophole that it could cost you your lowest scorer potentially. Yeah. It might uh, not. If Supercoach uh, yeah, gets it all I, I, right, it might not.
1: I think it's a mountains out of molehill situation. I think it'll be fine. But it's just it's an interesting one to fly. It
0: interests me so much. That will sort it out before Thursday night. I'm. I hours. hope you're right. But good God, it feels like a very su- and uh, you know I, I just feel like it would be so super coachy for everyone to do really well, and it turns out costing oh. you 40 points, maybe. Oh, I reckon, so interesting. We'll see how it plays out. <laughs> it's a bad couple of days to be Sanx's inbox. <laughs> oh, awful couple of days. <laughs> awful couple of days. Uh, which I just think is why you should Captain KP. You don't have to deal with <laughs> these sort of things. All right. Let's get into our questions for this week. First one comes from James Footy, a big fan of the show. Homes to Isako, a good move when I already have 16 players. I think the answer to that question is at the end of the question. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so your top 13 scoring players play for you this week. So you've got 16 cruising. You don't need any more. Like, if you've got 16 active players this week, I, then look, maybe James is a head-to-head player because to have 16, not necessarily. Regardless, for the next two buy rounds, you must be pretty well shot, certainly for around 16 because 16 players is way too many. <clears throat> it's funny because I, I do think, H- Holmes to Osaka is a great trade. But, mate, if you've got 16 active players this week, I'd be sitting on my hands and saving trades. You don't need to do anything, really. Don't need to do it this week. Nah. Uh, it's a standalone home to a trade, though. Yeah, rate it. Yeah. Yeah, interesting one. All right,
0: this one from Sam Nylon. Uh, what to do with Milo? It's already touched on this. We think he's a sell,
1: right? Yeah, I think he's probably a sell. I, I would be... I'd be If you can wait until, I said, 4 o'clock on Saturday to see what happens with kurt Mann. because if man were to be scratched there i'd be like oh well he's probably playing off the bench and he may be something but yeah that's pretty late for a bloke who's 600k he'll who probably need to fund other trades so he'd probably just sell
0: uh from lachlan mitchell love your work guru and phoenix crossland would you entertain <laughs> dwz <laughs> not for me oh have what a quick of,
1: look, look What I would give to see Firstly Dallin's play. not an
0: awful Supercoach player To be fair He gets through a lot of work And everything But he's just not in that Top tier for me And I just nah. I can't trust that he's going to Score
1: enough Attacking upside he, He's out. Put it this way His last four year averages have been 42 53 40 36 He's never been And like Timing that would have been Spent at fullback He's never been supercoach relevant I think the Warriors matchup This week against the Broncos Is excellent the Broncos are missing a heap. Warriors are full strength. It's in New Zealand. They're fresh off the bye. I think the Warriors do a number on them. Not a number, but I think they win well enough. And I think their players will score well. Dallin could score well. But after this week, I'm just like, he doesn't excite me.
0: Yeah. Um, this one from Brandon Jones. Uh, Olukawatu over toru Harris is a pod. I'm an Olukawatu owner. I'm saying no. I definitely think toru Harris is the better play here. He doesn't have a bye next week too.
1: Yeah, I like Toru. Does have the buy next week and just the dual front row, to rf front row, gold. And
0: another thing to take into consideration, he will probably score more points than Ola Kawata.
1: Something we need to consider more often when making trades. I think Super it's an Euros. underrated
0: factor. Mm. Uh, from Max Hutton. Oh, here we go. Here's our random question of the week. Sauce in the cupboard or the fridge? I, I grew up as a cupboard guy, but I think... Um, I think Becker's lured me to the sauce site without me realising. I didn't even think about it until this question. I thought, fuck, I've had sauce in the fridge for a few years. But I definitely used to be a cupboard guy. Where do you sit? I've always been a cupboard guy. I, I knew you. I felt like country guys would always be cupboard guys.
1: Uh, I've got a really good... That's why I'm
0: a city boy with country values. I've got, you know? oh, why
1: I, I've got a really good answer to this as well. So I, I nearly sent my, my house into meltdown one day because they were like... I think I had the mayo in the cupboard. That's got to be in the fridge. Yeah, and that was the response. And I was just like, it's always been in the cupboard. Mate, I'm from Cooma. Like, outside is a freezer. So because the climate is so much colder, things like, particularly sauce and, like, mayo is always in the cupboard. It's so cold down there that we don't get the hot weather like it is up here. So I've always put stuff in the cupboard.
0: I've, uh, I've got family friends, mm-hmm. and, I, and I won't name and shame them because it's probably not fair. But um, they, whenever they order pizza, so they order family, a few pizzas for the family. Before they put them out, they put them on the kitchen table and they put mayonnaise over each and every one of them, whether they've got guests no, over anything. No. And it has always <coughs> rattled me to my core. <laughs> really shook me. But mayo in the cupboards, fucking.
1: For, really for the record, like in, in Sydney climate, uh, I I get the mayo in uh, fridges more of a play. you yeah. tomato or barbecue guy? Uh... I'm a dual position there, mate. But like at the same time? No, 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 no. I, pr- I, lo- I love them both. But look, if I'm making a decision, I'm tomato. Just rank. Doesn't <laughs> shock me. But. Uh, next one, Riley
0: Hodgson is a world where we go KP. For me, there is. How would you respond to other people wanting to get
1: KP? Mm, no. I, I don't love it. I, I think it's a great play this week. I just think with round 14 by i think there's every chance he plays if he gets through the next three weeks he plays origin two i get that if the maroons win they probably don't change anything but imagine trying to keep kp if he kills it the next few weeks which i do think he will out of origin so that adding concussion concern the knights also have a tough draw they play so the game this week is fine as i said i genuinely think he goes 100 plus this week but thinking longer term, then buy then the Broncos at Suncorp, and then the Roosters in round sixteen. That's the buy-in where the Roosters aren't actually missing that many of their contingent to Origin, and then they play Panthers round seventeen. So I just don't think the matchups are great either. Yeah. So uh, it's a no for me, but I I can see why people would do it. I, I don't hate the move. Now, next
0: one I thought was a bit of a giggle. And um, <laughs> does this question mean anything to you? Was that you, Guru, handing out Ben Condon's jersey last week? Does that mean anything to oh. you? Have you seen it? Nah So whilst Timmy's watching it Do you remember uh, Manly Seagull's Oh eight or 11 I want to say 11 On the bench for them In the grand final Vic Morrow Vic Morrow Remember him? Yeah Have a look at him Handing out the jersey Holy dooly Fucking dead ringer Yeah Dead ringer
1: That is great The great Vic, Vic Morrow Go and have a look At
0: the uh, Manly Seagull's Instagram Even sounds like me yeah. I reckon <laughs> That's awesome Go and right. have a look Dead ringer. Got tagged in at a stack this week. Wild. Uh, now, the last few questions, Damien Cook worth bringing in. That's probably the most important one that mm. we haven't really touched on yet. Um, we sat here today. We, I, I walked in here trading in Damien Cook. I think you have too. I'm not sure if you still are. But we. for me, this question trading in Damien Cook, I don't think it's a bad trading, But for me, it's almost got more to do with Harry Graham. Mm. Um, you could trade Sonny Luke as well, which I, you know, I'm I'm all for. It's been a pain in the ass. I think he's going to play more minutes over the next few weeks. Whether that means he scores well. Once again, I have got not the slightest clue whatsoever. Um, and I can understand if people want to jump off Sonny Luke, that's completely fine. Harry Grant though, obviously, I mean, people say there's a lot of money there. There isn't really. He's not doing that fucking well. Um... But I also question, how much time do you think Harry Grant's actually going to miss over the next few weeks? Can Melbourne afford to... They don't have cheese there anymore. It's Bronson Garlic that'll probably be the hooker. He's not playing 80 minutes in origin. I, I'm i kind of thinking I might hold Grant. <laughs> what do you reckon?
1: Yep. So, first and foremost, I am relatively keen to hold Grant and I'm keen on also getting Damien Cook. So... Melbourne's origin contingent have the best draw possible because they've got in around 13 and 19, which are two of the origin weeks where he'd be missing anyway. Uh, so he won't, barring rest, he doesn't miss anything out of 13, 16, 19. The Storm play on Sunday after origin one against the Cowboys. You mentioned that they probably don't have a lot of hooking depth there where he has rested and played reduced minutes at times. In previous years, I've obviously had Brandon Smith there who could slot in at number nine. Melbourne are going okay, but they, they're not in the luxurious like, top two position or, or flying where they can really afford to, to rest players. So then we, we sort of had a, a bit of a look pre-show at minutes that he played in Origin last last season. So game one, he played 43 minutes. Benny Hunt played 37 Game two, Grant played 48, Benny Hunt played 68. And game three, Grant played 43 and Hunt played 37. So if that share is anywhere, let's say if we could expect him to play anywhere from 40 to 50, would mm-hmm. that be fair? I think so. He's playing yep. off the bench, so definitely. Yeah, Playing 40 to 50 minutes and then gets the max turnaround from Origin, I think there's every chance he will play 14, 15, barring obviously knocks and, and bruises and cuts from Origin, but... I think he's a decent enough chance to back up. As you said, he's at six fifty-five K. So he's a bit of value there, but nothing ridiculous. So there's no one really knocking the door down for buys. I am thinking, Ree, Sonny Luke, that you mentioned he he's sort of played big minutes in New South Wales Cup last week, mm. that Kenny will probably spend more time at lock over the origin period to give Isaiah Yale a bit of a spell and Luke gets more minutes. Luke is just not really doing a lot there at the moment for anyone.
0: And I, and I've been a big Sonny Luke guy, as you all know. But, I mean, the reality is he's played two games this year where he played 46 minutes and 53. I mean, he got 23 base stats in yeah. both of them. So, yeah.
1: So, so if he does become a big-minute hooker leading into when Penrith play, what, round 16? I might try to get him in then if it's like if he becomes a must-have. But... In a position where you've only got your starter and a reserve. If your starter goes down or unavailable through origin, whether that's beholding Harry or whoever, it becomes a concern. So I want to try solidify that position. So Damien Cook, to me, he looks the goods. So very affordable at the moment. What is he? Around about 600, not even, about 580k. He's averaging 61 this season. He's only scored under 55 once facing 47 per game, which is really solid. Attacking stats have been right down. Four try assists. That's solid enough. One try and one line break. Now this ties into, look at their start back line. Give good service to Cody, Trell, all that. I understand that. But I don't think the attacking stats are going to get any less. Trail out for Origin. Every chance he gets rests over the Origin period at stages because of how well the Bunnies are going. So does he take the line on and run a little bit more? He'll also be pissed off about missing Origin. So I think he fires up this week. Add on to that the Bunnies draw, which is outstanding. So Cookies, 582k. He's a great price. Raiders this week. Then plays Titans and Dragons. Buy Cowboys, Warriors, Bulldogs will be around 19 if he's available for that. So... You know, one one concern is if the Blues lose, he could easily he could easily be in the origin arena for that round nineteen, but it's that six weeks away or something. I'm like, I'm happy to get him before then and to be honest, if I stuck with Cook and went Cook and Harry, I'd probably just hold on to that for the run home.
0: Yeah, I, I think with
1: Cook as well, he's not gonna play round
0: sixteen anyway. So if he does go into origin in that time, it doesn't matter. You yeah, know, six sixteen irrelevant. elephant, like, it so. does not matter. So if you do lose him round nineteen, not ideal, but you can deal, deal with it. Um, I think as well, the other guy that I think you'll see for the South New Rovers in the next two to three weeks is Havili. I think he's very close to coming back, but now that Cook hasn't been picked in the origin arena, I think Havili plays a lot more. Middle. 13 and yep. gives Murray a spell. So. Agreed.
1: Well, Cook's always been an 80 minute man for the Bunnies, even with Havili. Yeah. Give or take around origin period where he might get a bit of a spell and give him a rest. But so, all right, like, He averaged his last four season averages 75 last year, 66, 70, 76. Yeah. So I think at the price, we know, not this season, but we know he's got big tons, not big tons in him, but we know he's got tons in him, tacking upside. I'm keen and I can't wait to own. And I mean, when when you say, you know, he doesn't have
0: big, big tons, no hooker does. True. It's not like he's missing out compared to other guys. Like people want to tell me it's Harry Grant. He doesn't. Caps out at 110, 120 and. I don't think he's getting close to that at the moment
1: Yeah, and so and on Harry Grant we're, we're probably more making the point that you don't have to sell him because so many are flipping him I think yeah. he's fine to sell he very well may play reduced minutes through origin and get spells and he's not scoring that well anyway so he's fine to sell but don't feel like you have to
0: I think that this will be the reality of Hooker moving forward in Supercoach I think it's time in the sun has dropped off a little bit just because there are so many job sharing and stats just don't seem to be up for any of them yeah Realistically. Which is wild because a few years ago it was so fucking crucial to get it right. It was costing you a stack. So really interesting how the game changes like that. Uh, What other questions have we got? Thoughts on bringing in Metcalf this week. We spoke about Metcalf. Find her for Manly.
1: We've covered him. Captains? Thinking VC, Dylan Brown, which will be very popular. And I'm really hoping that he... I can lock that loop in, however that might play out, uh, for... I would probably take 75 to 80. I think 80 I'd be comfortable with. 75 is probably that, asking questions. Because there's no... I don't really have red-hot captaincy options after that. I can be nearly happy with that. And then my captain, if D-bags fails, would probably be Damien Cook.
0: Yeah, I, uh, as I said, if KP is goal-kicking, which I think he will be, I'm going to captain him. So my VC options uh, will have to be someone before that, which is every other game. I'm probably leaning towards Hopgood. And if he comes up with an attacking stat and gets 100 or so, um, I would probably take that.
1: What, how, what number would you need to loot? Oh, I really think KP's going to put on a fucking score. So do score, I, yeah. Eh? So, so you'd be thinking 100-odd?
0: Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, depending on how other sco- – like if he outscores Dill Brown, I'll take Hopgood's. If he outscores him, and I, I probably then won't make the KP trade. Yeah. Because I can do that, can't I? Because he's last game. When do the Dolphins play? Do they play? First. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs>
1: There'll be options, mate. We'll, there will we'll be options. Some. Yeah. I'll do I trace. mean the other
0: option is that I could flip Phoenix Crossland to KP as well. And play guitar yeah. over Phoenix. If I really wanted that catch.
1: That might KP. actually be what I'll do. Try mate. Just call me Thursday over Friday over like you always do, and I'll tell you what trades to do. Yes. Without a <laughs> doubt. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, those are our captains.
0: Um so your team Dill Brown over Cody Walker?
1: Ah, uh, captains. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just, I like the matchup a lot better. The Cowboys just conceded sixty six. They lose Ruben Cotter, Val Holmes. Uh, they get a couple come in. Obviously, we'll tell Molo hopefully Griffin Neem. But at Combank Stadium, it's got to be got to be Dill Brown, doesn't it? Like the, the Raiders are missing what Hudson, Young, Elliot, Whitehead, pretty well full strength.
0: Griffin Neem's a name I haven't heard in a while. The, the name back.
1: The Neem man. The Neem man. Not buy
0: him actually. Just for old time's sake. What, why not? You'd be silly not to. Uh, what about AJ as a VC captain?
1: Big gamble, but yeah. Look, if you can't, if I was going to go AJ, I'd just go Cody. Fair,
0: yeah. Fuck it. I tell you, it'd be very interesting in AJ if Campbell Graham wasn't
1: playing this week. It would be very because be the left side probably gets is a little bit more ball. yeah. How that's played out, but anyway. All right, mate. Are we uh, uh, trades, mate? Just to confirm them. Um,
0: so at the moment, I am leaning towards. Madison out for finer I'm leaning towards a halfback 5'8". So Isaiah Katoa or Phoenix, depending on how it all plays out for KP. And then at the moment, I'm looking at Val Holmes for Alex Johnson. I do not like bringing in Alex Johnson, but you're just getting too far away from me and I've got to play a little bit of defense here. And I'm playing a guy in draft this weekend who consistently beats me and I have no idea how. And he's got aj in his team so I, I just feel like AJ's gonna fist me this week. instead
1: trying of to trying to match so. me why don't you try and catch me nope no
0: <laughs> i've got to match you on this
1: one because if he gets away which
0: <laughs> with typical the, mid-season form of alex johnson yeah very hard to wrangle in but um what we saw from south Sydney the other night was a little bit worrying for me and mm. know it's only one game i get it but um i just i don't know how long you can stay at the peak that they were yeah. hopefully they turn it around, but. Uh, they're my trades. What are you thinking at the moment? So, I'm not sure yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a lot you can do with, a, with four trades in a week, to be fair. Uh, I reckon I've locked in Cook, Harris and Cody Walker coming in. Probably Finu out. Uh, sorry, Finu in is the fourth trade, is the cash grab. Going out of my team, I think I'll be selling Nico Hines, Christian Welch, Stefano Utakamano, and Sonny Luke. And I don't think I'll wave from that too much, mate. It'll be pretty close. Once I've made those three trades, I could use a boost because I've got a million dollars sitting in my salary. A mil? One million, 20,000. You don't need to boost, mate. You've got 13 for the week, and you're sweet. I wouldn't bother. Yeah, I think I'll just sit. Unless there's something you really like, I really want this bloke, but I don't think you need to. And I just I
0: kind of want to have a bit of bank there just so I can bring Cleary back.
1: Yeah, that, bank, bank for that, bank for Cleary the next week if you want him or, or whatever the plan is, but it gives you a war chest going into to have your numbers for 16 and 19.
0: So if you use three, are you maybe using four trades this week? I'm boosting to get 13. Okay, how many how many trades you got left? 21.
1: Oh, really? 21 and a boost. Okay,
0: oh, good. Okay, I've got 22 and a boost. Yeah. That's good. That puts us in a pretty even. Yeah, good. it's a good universe, spot. Which is
1: nice. I'm happy with that, me yeah. of a trade, so yeah. Yeah, and then the, as I keep saying, but the last boost we save for around the plan is to save for round twenty.
0: Have you have you thought long term yet about your trades and got a decent map of how it's going to look or not just yet? And I've got my trades plans for round one next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, when do you want to have your team kind of set? Like, uh,
1: round twenty to twenty one. Yeah, okay. that's why I'm saving my boost because once I get rid of the buy period fodder, I want to have that boost as soon as round 19 slash 20 with the three buys is done to get my team to exactly where I want it as quick as I can.
0: Yeah, and then how many trades are you planning to have left for the last – fuck, it goes to round 27 this year, for the last five, six weeks?
1: Uh, mate, they're like a lot of things can change now yeah. and then. But, but like,
0: oh, Ideally, where, where do you want to be between – Two and five, between three and six. Yeah, look,
1: if if by around, say, 21, I've got my optimal 17, and this is where it goes back into my deep dive before. I don't want shit fodder on my bench. I want to have a squad of 25 good players to choose from and cover buyers and all that. And by having that, I'll be able to be a bit more uh, skimp on trades a little bit and be a bit lower. So I don't know what the exact number is, but by around, you know, 22 or something, if I've got. Three or four, but I've got a really good twenty-five. I'll be sweet.
0: If I had a betting market for when Tim Williams says for the first time, I'm thinking enough. When are we? When? When? When do you reckon we'll be we starting to talk about it?
1: Round twenty-one to twenty-three. Oh, that late. Yeah. Okay. I'm not enough man. You know that. E- even to like free up cash to uh, be m- able to get a m- m- back m- and m- stuff. M- maybe round twenty or twenty-one. I-, I could do one enough if there's some two hundred k bloke and I can go sweet get my, like you get my war chest of six, 700k, let's say, uh, you know, 700k player, 800k player gets injured. I've got a deep squad and I can go, I swear. I've got him to a 200k and just give himself a war chest. Uh, maybe i do that. But it won't be before round. Sorry, I won't go hard. I don't believe it'll be before the end of the buy period. Yeah, okay.
0: All right, fair enough. Because there are, there are a couple of interesting guys like like Round 16, for example, if you were to try enough over the next two to three weeks, someone I'd be looking at, Blake Wilson from Canterbury, mm. who Josh had a car, won't won't be there round 16. Yeah. He probably plays round 16 then. Yeah, re,
1: re, re, and that's what's sort of a bit reluctant to, to put a number on it. But yeah. round 19 is viable. If you get to round 19 and go, look, there's a player who's coming in who can who's playing and they've got a good matchup and they can their bottom dollar or something, maybe then.
0: Yeah. All right, guys, uh, that will do us for this week. Best of luck with your buy-around. Hope it all goes well. Please keep in mind that Blue Wealth Property, uh, they've got their seminars next week, two nights, the Tuesday night and the Thursday night, Wealth Through Property. The first one on the Tuesday night, which is the 30th of May, that'll be live uh, out there at Sydney Olympic Park at one of the great offices of all time. Mm. Just quietly, it is unreal. Um, or you can check it out via the webinar. We'll have the link in our uh, description here on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast or on social media, whatever it might be, reach out to myself or Timmy we will send you in the right direction. And then Thursday at the Hilton Hotel Sydney, uh, wealth through property. You could even spend a night at the Hilton, get stuck into a continental yeah. breakfast in the morning.
1: Wouldn't be too bad. Oh, I love buffets so much. Buffet brekkie.
0: Buffets still still getting around or did COVID sort of do a bit of damage? No, no,
1: buffets, they're a thing. Less around though, sure. Less around, right, but less they're, around.
0: they're they are enforced You it. find a good one. they got to bring back the Pizza Hut buffet. That is, <laughs> like that. Three plates of jelly to knock her over at the end. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, the Supercoach Playbook podcast last night dropped a little bit later than anticipated.
1: Yeah, so maybe the water boy, being the dog that he is, decided to go and uh, do some stuff for Kemp. I think I had to interview some... Lockyer, Darren Feller up in Queensland so he prioritized that over me which that's all right. It okay, he wasn't easy.
0: trying to keep that a secret.
1: Yeah exactly so. You might be in some curry there. I so hope, hope so. We'll find out and cut it out straight away. I, 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 I'm not cutting that out no yeah. way. I, I want to get you fired. Yeah wouldn't be hard. I hope so. Um, yeah so, that, so it was just a little bit later last night uh, but we did have a head-to-head specialist on the panel. Last night to talk because we're all so overall based around head-to-head buy planning. So if head-to-head focus players out there, they get sick of our overall buy planning chat. It, it, like it's so different the head-to-head planning. And yeah. I'm sitting there going, like, awesome, awesome. Players like he's selling Clint Gutherson this week, for example, because he's like, I don't need him this week. He's got the buy next week. He's about to leak cash. That's where head-to-head and overall is so different.
0: Max Power, Max Bryden, Yeah. Oh, good. Love that. All right, guys, uh, make sure you go grab yourself a case of bloke and a bar this week. You've got the mid-strength and the full-strength. Check the stockist list on blokeinabar.com, and uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers, legends.